Hey guys, Cody DeQuisto here, DeQuisto Series Podcast. Got Byron Horton. We got a little different format for you uh, this morning. Um, coming at you straight out of the mobile recording studio. That's right, the Jeep Wrangler. Um, sitting in a parking lot, uh, piggybacking off of some poor schmuck's Wi-Fi that doesn't have it password protected. And I got Byron joining in from his... Uh, from his comfy home and we both got cups of coffee. So we're going to just uh, touch base on a few things, right, Byron? Right. This, this is going to be the coffee with Cody podcast brought to you by <laughs> all the small coffee. Cody likes to catch on the weekends. Yeah. 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 Uh, coffee with Cody tune in for random whitetail BS. And I don't know, you never know what you're going to get. Might um, have to get a little pump knowledge in. Yeah. Well, it's funny because I'm, I'm very close to the pump house and that's where I'm heading after this is the gym to get a session in. So, so, um, uh, yeah, we can, we can definitely discuss some, some stuff like that, but, um, and yeah, you like that small crappie. Those are the, I couldn't believe how small that thing was. It was, it was tiny. It's like the tiny sheds, man. It, it, there, there's something about them. I, I tell you what, this shed season, I found some pretty good sheds, but and I never really find tiny shed. Like I, you always, I always find small ones and occasionally I'll find like a spike shed, but I was finding some really small, like unique, cool sheds. And I like bringing them home to the kids too. Cause they like, like to, you know, check them out. And then, you know, they, they claim them as their own. Like they're like, Oh, I want this one dad or give me that one. And I started getting jacked up when I was finding tiny sheds. I'm not even gonna, uh, we talked about it. I was like, Hey, let's, let's launch a, shine, a tiny shed contest. It never went anywhere because, you know, that's my follow through. But um, <laughs> the but idea was there. I, the idea was there. But I remember I remember when I found that little palmated, like two point shed, I was like, oh, man, look at this or whatever. And I, I had found a couple a couple good ones before that. And I didn't even care about them. I was all about the not even touched. And yeah, it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> so, I got a pretty good, uh, it's like a, a six point side, if you will, but he's got like legit brows, legit beams, and it's tiny, you know, it's all pencil thin, but, but it's a, it's a cool little shed. I'm with you on that one. Yeah, those are, those are wild. We'll have to, we'll have to make sure we, um, we follow through with that. 2021, the, <laughs> tiny, the tiny shed contest, get ready now because, uh, you know, we'll get, we'll get sponsors and prizes and we'll make it, we'll make it huge. <laughs> You know, I always thought, you know, that being said, I was hunting, I was hunting like maybe it was three years ago and there was this tiny little buck. It had, I mean, it was probably its first rack, maybe its second rack, but it was like this basket. It was like a basket seven point. Right. And it had, and I don't know what happened. I'm not a scientist or whatever, but like, uh, or whatever you call a rack expert, but it had like, I don't know if a tine broke or if it had a drop tine that young, but it had this ugly palmated solid black little like bulb coming off of its. And I didn't know if it was a growth or something like that, but it was coming off his rack and it was like this little tiny, I mean, the thing probably scored like, I don't know, 50 inches. Like it was like this little, this little um, basket sized deer with a, with a, with a drop tine. And I was like, <laughs> I just remember looking at it and I, I filmed it and it came by, I seen it multiple times, but I'm like, man, what would it be like to like sought after like these tiny deer, like, you know, and how hard would it be to kill them? Like, because you're looking for big deer sign or big deer or like just trying to find it. Like that's the rarity. And I was thinking about like flipping it on the script and like, 
man, what if it was all about getting like the, the smallest, coolest, unique looking deer? And how hard would it be to just to find a specific year and a half old deer, like through all the, through all the small deer sign and just, you walk by know. big rubs and disgust. You're like, yeah. Oh, no. oh yeah, no, here. that can't be him. Like, you know, <laughs> gotta get the hell out of here. You know, I don't know, but it, it was, it was unique. It was interesting. That's cool, man. So put uh, that in your pipe and smoke it. Figure that out once. See if you can target a basket rack and get him, get him dead. Yeah, you probably could. But that'd be sweet. <laughs> that would be. Cool. Now I just thought deeper into it, and there's. I think that theory's got some holes in it. <laughs> but anyway. Nice. Well, uh, any other whitetail stuff you're doing these days? I know you've been fishing a little bit. Um, any other things on the docket before we get into the the, the new stand? So I. Yeah, I haven't been, I don't do, do too much whitetail stuff per se at this time of year. I will in the next month or so. Like now I've seen, so um, even, you know, going back to, going back to the last couple of days of turkey season, um, running around in Wisconsin, I was actually seeing some deer, you know, starting to sprout up and, and actually even coming out past the ears, um, not really horseshoeing yet, but like, but they were starting to grow. So now, I think just the other day, actually, I was, I was, um, uh, driving around looking for, looking for a lake to do some fishing. And I seen a good buck with, uh, with a sizable rack that you can start to kind of see what they're looking like. Now is when I get a little bit fired up when I actually seen a, see a rack on them. I don't like to, to, you know, do, do too much messing around. And even now I just like to let them grow. As soon as they start to where like, I think they're peaked out, I'll start poking around and setting up some cameras. But other than that, man, yeah, I'm not really doing too much um just kind of laying low enjoying the summer um doing some fishing trying to spend some family time um because i do plan on being being um uh i guess missing a lot this fall so yeah i hear you i uh i i've got my cameras out i think i've got like 80 or 90 percent of them oh out on a couple different pieces and and yeah, I feel like now is the time, like if I see maybe a cold, you know, a colder day or, or an evening rain, uh, I'll, I'll be more inclined to, to, to go glass or drive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, now you, you get a, you can at least get a look at them, you know, cover some ground in the vehicle, check, check some of them open fields and stuff. But um, yeah, I, it'll probably be a good, I'd say probably the end of this month. I mean, we're coming up on the fourth now yeah or or july yeah come on come august all bets are off man it's like them them racks are growing i mean i'm getting fired up and it's just a it's a countdown um i know i know you get fired up when you send me a picture of corn that's starting to turn dude as soon as that i'm telling that's like my clock it's funny you say that because i it sounds bad but like i could not just because i'm like i'm routine i'm passionate and like like if I, it'd be like me having a broken arm and then me hanging around the gym. It oh, like, yeah. like it's just, it, it, it would just piss me off to live in hell. So I don't, I try not to think about whitetail right now. Like literally it's weird. I mean, like people, people get shocked when they think about it, but like, no, I don't even want to, I don't even want it to enter my brain because it just, it irritates me that it's that far away and I can't, I don't know. It's, it, it's just probably just a weird quirk I have, but, but that's my clock right there. As soon, like that first temperature drop, in like early September or like when that corn, you know, you drive by and you got this, it, it's, it's solid green everywhere. And when that corn switches to that hue of yellow, I know it's like, Oh shit, it's 15 yeah. days. And like these bucks are going to start freaking dropping velvet. And like, so yeah, that's, 
that and fire it's like the, the the first row the outside row starts to turn and then it's a few rows yep. and oh yeah that's that's i i know i know you get fired up uh you've sent me a text be like byron it's coming yeah, that's oh, all yeah. it that's all it is it's a picture of corn turning byron it's coming yeah it's that's when that's when the game that's when the game starts that's when it's on that's when it starts to really take over my thought process because um it's not too far away and then you know and right when that happens like you start to get those cool mornings and and that man yeah it's see i'm getting fired up just thinking i i know i can tell i can tell i can tell the 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 temperature rise you you get frisky Um, but let's close is getting uh yeah let's uh let's jump the uh the ds.5 one uh i think uh we should update the people on potential availability and then let's kind of dive into that the birth of that baby yeah so I mean, we're looking right now. I think they uh, so dad's up at the at the facility right now, actually assembling stands. Um, he is, I think the I guess the the layout right now they are assembling 1.0s. Camera arms are being shipped as we speak, um, and the next on the cut list is the DS5 and the climbing sticks. So. We're trying to, you know, we're really trying to do a good job of, um, you know, first in, first out. So people that ordered their sticks and their stands, you know, uh, quite some time ago, like those are going out first, obviously. And although we've really wanted to start cutting that DS5 first, we wanted to fulfill a lot of that stuff. So um, that'll be shipping the DS5 probably in the next couple of weeks. I mean, at, yeah. at the latest. Um, but I think that's a... I think we lost Cody. Okay. Just a quick technical issue, the mobile recording studio glitch, but but we're back. And and, and Cody, you were saying, you know, a couple weeks on the on the DS5. Um, let's let's talk about the birth of that baby. Like, how was this concept of you know did it come from concept to to, to product? Talk a little bit about how you came up with. Hey, we're gonna make the 1.0 just a touch smaller and a touch lighter, and and kind of its purpose. Yeah. So. Um really i guess it all kind of stemmed from you know the original design of the 1.0 was to make the lightest possible um you know combination setup you know with that and the sticks without sacrificing any size or or room um on a hang on so what you see there is actually bigger than a lot of standard like like platform and seat sizes so like once we did that you know, and, and coming in as light as it was, it was like, it was the, it was awesome. It was a game changer. It was lighter than anything out there. But so um, I guess to dive into this past season, you know, there was a lot of field testing done, you know, that I just do personally myself with um, combinations. So sticks, stand, you know, what you're going to do, how many sticks, what style stick, how you stack them on your stand, you know, um, you know, and even things like the J hook or little tweaks now that we've done um, to the stands this year, like the 1.0 you get this year will not be the same 1.0 as last year. There's, there's some different, there's some improvement. There's some tractions in it. There's, um, you know, I was actually recently talking with Garrett um, uh, Benner uh, about some improvements that we just made and little things like, I think you'll appreciate this Byron. Um, So the thing that pissed me off the most this entire year of running the setup that I actually personally modified on my stand. That was one of the first things that I was like talking with dad about, um, Hey, we got to change this for this year was 
um, so when you stack your sticks onto the stand, in order to get that flush or the flushest mount and have them be more secure, you have to go under the cables. Well, that was driving me nuts. I hated having to lift up the cable and slide the stick under and then the V-bracket would catch on it and all this stuff. And, and I was just like, it sounds small and trivial, but it was pissing me off like beyond, it was just, it was irritating the hell out of me. So I'm like, we need grooves cut into the, into the surface of the platform at an arc that that cable just sits down, recessed into the stand. You don't have to lift it up. You literally just put everything over it. And now actually it probably wouldn't matter too much because of the, the J hook design, which shout out to Zach Rob and dad, they kind of got together on that collab and, and um, you know, came up with those and those are available now. And I think a lot of guys are like loving the hell out of those and really jacked to use those this year. No more, no more gear ties, Cody. Yeah. Yeah. And, and I mean, it's not something that I personally ever even thought about because I'm just, you know, me, I'm just so anal with my belts and my straps and, and what I do as far as packing up my stand that I never had that issue. Like I would run my strap. I run it the same way every time. And I figured out a system that like my shit didn't move. So it was never really a, a, a question to me, but a lot of guys are running no buckles. A lot of guys were not really figuring out the, the best rhyme or reason to that. So now with these J hooks, you can literally run that thing down. I mean, you could throw that stand off a building. And, and those sticks ain't coming. I mean, like, and I'm not kidding. Like, there's no way they can come off. It's just, it, they're locked in. So, um, but yeah, so those developments. Um, but yeah, that was one of the biggest kind of pet peeves I had this year was just the cables. And we've added a recess in there. So those, uh, those cables sink down into the platform and don't, don't provide that, that issue anymore. As well as traction too, just foot grip in the main placement uh, on the stand. Um, but not to get off on too much of a tangent. So, um, yeah, testing. So, the biggest thing, so I've been getting for years, a lot of people asking me or like, hey, why don't you try out the saddle, especially or the saddle platform or like, you got to try a saddle platform. Like, hey, you don't, you don't sit in the stand long, you know, you're constantly moving around, like you got to do the saddle. If you ever did, if you ever hunted saddle style, you'd never go back. And I've been hearing that for years, actually. Um, and I just never, I never took the time to actually dive into it. So this year, this year I did, and I think I can honestly say I gave it, I gave it a chance. I gave it the old college try, if you will. How many hunts, or, or did you use it sparingly through October, and then said, you know, tell me, tell me, how many hunts did you give it? So, so, um, and actually, so if you look at, I tried to break this down, like you do, Byron, and and I really tried to like, you know, come out with some facts. So I started crunching some numbers, and and I mean, so. And I never really, I never pinned it down yet, but I started the process of literally looking at how many times I hung the 1.0 this year and sticks. Yeah. And I mean, I, I mean, it's, it, it's like, I mean, I think it was like, let's say, you know, you got multiple stands a day, every day. And typically I hang about one, typically I hang about two, sometimes three, three is rare. But at least, at least two, if not, like, hands down one every day. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, you're talking, I mean, you're talking 200 to 250 stand hangs in a season easily. I mean, like, you know, um, 
Uh, I mean, maybe 200. Like it, it's, I think 200 is a pretty easy number because I do some rough math. I, I hunt if upper 30 times a, a year, and some of those are two two hangs in a day kind of thing. So, so yeah, you you hunt more than I do, and so yeah, that 200 number is not unfathomable. So, so think about yeah. So I mean, you know, you got let's say, I mean, at least 75, 80 days of of, of hunting. Like, and and you know, I'm. And I'm, I'm really good at managing my time. I will, and, and that's what, where I need even, I'm in more need of a, a good mobile setup is like, I might jump out, hit that first couple hours, like always before work, like mornings, definitely. And then I'm, I am scrambling to get my shit done at work so I can literally get out. If I can make it up in a tree for the last 45 minutes of, of daylight, like, well, that's prime time anyway. So, so fuck it, you know? So that's what I'm looking to do. And I always got to stand in the truck. So I'm jetting back or I'm finding a spot. So, so there's a lot of stand hangs. So I think I went through October or pretty much the entire October pinning down my desired combination for um, the 1.01 sticks. Like just, it was really about sticks and we talked a lot through that. And, and I started with, like, I always liked three full length, realized that I didn't need that many. Then I went to two full length and I was rocking two full length for a while. Then I, I dove into the compacts and really got hooked on the compacts because I went from four then I tried three and I actually ended with two compacts in the eighters and I was getting anywhere I needed to get. And it, it was just, that ended up being my combination, but you know, so sort of the, so, I mean, there's, there was a lot into that and that's what I ended with at the season too. But then I, I, I kind of told myself mid-season for some reason. I don't know why. I was just, I guess, in the in the dicking around phase. But I'm like, all right, I'm gonna give this saddle stuff a shot. Like, and then I I went in with the saddle platform, and I think I probably was, um, probably a. Probably I was gonna. A, I was gonna that? say a week or two because you know you and I were talking and, and you'd be like, hey, I, I figured this out. I like this about the 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 platform. Or hey, I'm turning around and facing this. I'm doing this with my rock climbing harness. Yep, yep. I was a solid probably 14. I was a solid couple weeks into it, right? So I mean, look at that. And then and, and now we're getting toward the rut. Some of those days were three three set days. I mean, you're looking at like, I mean, I don't know, maybe five. I mean, I probably hung that good. I probably hung that thing and hunted out of it a good 40 times, which, you know, some people might think that's not, that's plenty for me to get a, get a view of. Cause even halfway through that is when I started having to change. Like literally I didn't hunt out of that thing probably five or six times before I started seeing holes in the strategy. Like, and I was trying to adopt it. Like I was trying to be in my, my rock climbing harness, like it was a saddle leaning back, like hunting, like, and I, very very quickly realized that that was not that was not the way for me mm -hmm. and i think and i've talked to a lot of hardcore saddle guys and i'm i firmly believe that if you talk and if you talk to anybody and they tell you that there's no holes in saddle hunting they don't know what they're talking about like the good the good saddle hunters will always say like there is you know you will get in these situations sometimes where it'd be nice to have a hang on and and they always they know that they're different tools and there's benefits to each of them yeah. so um and, and i can agree to that like i there's been times where like there's some stuff that i wanted to get in that was so gnarly and tight that i'm like well if i had a i don't know but then but then there's always holes in the shooting aspect for me and that's where it comes down to i think a lot of these guys are using platforms that they can't even stand on without being leaning so 
I don't know. I just, so my first, my first gravitation from the saddle platform, my first thing was I just, I couldn't in my mind, like I, I was always up there and there was too big of a dead area. And then I'm like, okay. And then I was having to hang the stand a certain way. Like I was having to, like I was getting my hands tied with the stand I was using versus like just hunting. And then I think it was about a week into it. And then I kind of slapped myself in the face and I'm like, dude, what are you doing? You're, you're letting just to use this platform, you're letting it dictate where you need to be. And that's what I've always preached. And I'm like, what the hell, man? So then I literally threw it. I was like, you know what? I'm never using this thing again. Like, you know, I'm, I, I, I like discredited it. And then a couple of days went by and I went back to the old system and I was like, no, okay, you got to go, like, go back. So I went and I grabbed it back. I want, I really wanted to make it work because I loved the benefit of the size and the weight too. Like now that also comes hand in hand. I apologize. I'm jumping around, but that was also the second thing that I hated the, the worst about it. So here you got this awesome setup now with the 1.0 stand that carries your gear. And it literally, that took, that cures a lot of problems, right? So now I'm going back, I'm giving up that feature and I'm going to this, this stand, this, this um, saddle platform style. And now I'm having to reconfigure my entire gear setup, how I carry my pack, how I carry my bow. And it took, it took about a week just to get that down pat, which I did. It's a completely different system, but it was very efficient. And I liked the lightweight. And since I was, the later the season goes on, the more I move. So and I'm moving a lot now. Um, so then anyway, I, I picked it back up again. Um, and then I, I got out there, but I said, you know what? Screw that. I'm not hunting this. Like it's, a, I'm not doing this saddle thing anymore. I don't like it. It makes my feet hurt. I can't, I don't like to position. Like I just, I could never get comfortable. And now I'm not in some, you know, big expensive saddle, but no, it ain't for me. So I took the stand and I started hunting out of it like a hang on. I just turned around, hooked up to the tree. You, the, the ambush, you, you turned, yes. you were hunting opposite, you're, you were hunting it like it was, was a tree stand out of the ambush. Yep. I took the ambush and I was like, screw this. I'm just going to treat this like it's a mini hang on with no seat. And then that's when I really, everything really started to click for me and I was getting into a groove. Um, and I loved it that way. I was using the compact sticks with aiders, the ambush. And I was just, I was, I was running so hard. I wasn't sitting down. I was hunting a couple hours in each spot and I was moving like constantly and it was perfect. I mean, I won't say it was perfect. It was a little small, you know I mean? So, but, um, you know, so then I, I ended up hunting quite a bit, passed up some good deer, got some really good footage using that, that stand mid season. And then I went back to what I know best and I switched back over cause I still like to hang on better. Um, and that's where I spent the remainder of the season really taking note at how much of the platform I actually used on the 1.0. Okay. And so now we're getting to the birth uh, of the DS5. Yeah, exactly. And, and yes, are you following? Yeah, sorry. I don't, I don't want to say, no, no, like no, no, we, we've, but, you, we've led yeah. the, we, we've led the listener, yep. you know, from, yep. okay, how was the DS5 born? Well, it's because you, you saddle hunted a lot in October, really doing your due diligence to test that product, yep. see if you like it, give it a chance. But now, you know, you're back to the 1.0, you're noticing the platform dimensions and what you really use as a hunter. And I think this is going to lead us into that DS5 birth. Yeah, yeah. And if you look at, and if I look at the season in general, how I go about the season, like my style of hunting and what I do in a stand and how long I stay there. And if I sit, whether I stand, that all changes throughout the year. Like it's, so 
and and come toward like and why I gravitated back toward the stand is now when it gets colder and gets later, like I, I, I sit more and like you know the only time I can see myself actually standing a lot is November and you know I and not because I I don't want to be caught off guard because my my setups are always how they need to be but later like I don't like I feel like I'm warmer when I stay like kind of crunched up and I'm I'm kind of like folded over and it's just I like it later so I I gravitated back toward the stand but then I took specific note even when sitting because when you sit you use a little more platform than you do when you stand but I went as far as drawing lines on the 1.0 just because I'm like okay am I really using am I what am I really using out of this so um so then you know, after the last, I'd probably say, you know, you got pretty much three quarters of December, the end of November through through Thanksgiving, um, all all half of January. So a lot of time then went where I was where taking note to that. And um, pretty much at the end of the season was like, you know, like in and, and that's when the development began. So we started talking. I started talking with the old man, probably, you know, It'd have to be mid-ish December because I saw the prototype, I want to say, late December. Well, and this conversation began right as I was seeing the holes in the saddle platform. Like, it was like, oh, okay, okay, we need we need um, a hybrid. But, but at that time, at that time, it was more like, okay, do we need, like, this weird large saddle stand or do we need, like, this smaller hang-on? It was like... There was there were still things I was trying to work out in my head what would work best and, and then we started that conversation. But then I and really where the platform comes into play is like, okay, I wanted to see, you know, we started development of that mid season, but it was like, where is gonna be the money size of the platform? What's gonna be the money size of the seat? You know, how are we gonna do this and, and what weight are we gonna shoot for? And that's when it was like it became apparent that like, okay, we need a hybrid we need a stand that a guy can take and it is smaller, lighter, which, at, you know, a year previous, we're like, why do we need to go lighter than 1.0? Because it's so light, but we need smaller, lighter, and it needs to be a complete, like dual purpose. Like you could hundred percent hunt out of this thing with your saddle platform, cock the platform down, use the even seat as like a pivoting point for your knee, um, you know, rest your bag on there. Like the benefits of that one at that point five as a saddle hunter, and I've talked with some good saddle hunters, not myself, um, that you're getting is, is crazy. You get up there, you have you have a stand now that is literally only a pound and a half, probably heavier than some like most of the lightweight stuff. And guys, I think aren't even taking into account their other gear. But so now you've got something that you're not sacrificing a bunch of weight. It now carries your stuff easier. You got a better way to carry your gear. Now you have little added benefits too, like okay a positional change of the knee rest with the seat. You have the seat that comes down and actually is a little, it's a little station where you can put your bag on and work out of and do this stuff. You have more platform room that you can stand, take pressure off your legs. You can lean if you want. Um, there with the additional leveling adjustments that were in the 1.0 that are now in the DS5 too, like you can really get that hard angle and, and do the whole lean and have your bridge way out. Like, so, it is awesome for that to whereas you can also turn around, sit on it like a stand, and you can literally decide when you get to your spot, what you're going to do and how you're going to hunt it. And that was like, that was the goal. So, um, and there's a lot of guys that I think will use it that 
net will never use it like a saddle stand. And then there's a lot of guys that'll never use it like a hang on, but this gives you that option. Yeah. And the one thing that you never want to be in a position is you never want to have that option. Like, it, yeah. I mean, why, why would you, you know, if you can, if you can cover all the bases, you know, it's like, it's just, it's a, it's a, and I know there's people that argue like, Oh, well, something that does everything, everything or something that does multiple things does nothing well well that is a false statement with this and this is this is a this is a um i guess this is proof to that statement being complete bullshit because this right now you have you have the optimal ample room um to hunt traditionally and to hunt saddle style because really when you look at it too the redesign and the shape of this was made smaller, but also the configuration and the dimensions were changed a little bit to keep the meat of the standing room where it needed to be and also keep the seat just big enough, but also provide that extreme lightweight and, um, and all the features that the 1.0 had, which is, which is the huge thing. Yeah. I think, uh, I think for saddle guys filming, at least something that I noticed when I, when I've done some saddle hunts or filmed some other people hunting, is when you get up there and your platform's there, I've always, when I've stand hunted, put my bag there on the seat and got my filming gear kind of organized, whether it be an arm or the camera itself. And, and when I went to saddle hunting, that was a, that was a totally different process. And, and I felt like it was, it was more difficult. So for the saddle guy that films, he could look at that as like, I don't know, a decent ad as far as he can still saddle hunt out of it. But for getting prepped for his hunt, it's, it's significantly easier because you got that built-in shelf. Well, and that's a big thing too. So that when I went with the saddle, there were so many, so many little things that I hated just about. So you, you brought the, the idea of the seat as a little workstation, which I, I do as well. But I also like one thing I've always done, and I don't think people utilize this feature enough. I've always hung my pack off the actual seat of the stand. I use those accessory hooks. I hate screwing in bow hooks every time I get there or pack hooks or even trying, even having to strap something around a seat. I hate it. Now I use smaller backpack. Well, actually I've, I've hung medium size, like full backpacks, double strap off that seat, off that seat hook. And you can do it. And the whole point of that seat design is you can lift your seat, put it down and it doesn't, you know, it doesn't, nothing falls off there. So I always use that for my pack, especially when I'm running like a small fanny or something. I'm up there. I hang my pack right on that seat hook. I hang anything else I need to access right off the other one, like my rangefinder, because I'm not one of those guys that wears a wears a, a, a shooting harness or has some sort of pad. I don't like anything on my person really obstructing me other than maybe like binos that I have wrapped way around my back. So um, that was one of the big things I hated too. That and then the bow holder as well. Like I've always utilized the bow holder in the stand. And when I don't, I, you know, I have a screw in one or I have something like that, but I don't like to use it. Yeah. I've always utilized those couple things. So, you know, having, having those was important to me too. And just in the ability to sit, man, like, it's just, it's nice to be able to sit down sometimes. Yeah. Even if you're saddle hunting out of that thing, like hundred percent of the time and you're one of those guys that's crazy as shit and you're out there for 10 hours in the winter or something like, <laughs> tell me you ain't going to want to loosen up that bridge every, every once in a while, turn around and just sit down for a second. Sure. I mean, you know, it's, it's, I think that's a big benefit of it too, too. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I, I definitely, oh, I'm playing. Yeah. I, I definitely like, you know, what you did there. And um, it's funny, you talk about this, some of those little hacks that you have as a, as a mobile hunter. Um, 
from from hanging your bag without needing to add a bow or you know adding a a, a hook to the tree the built-in bow hanger i i just actually added a bow hanger to my my 1.0 um because of watching you and 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 those little 45 minute hunts or you know you talk about being able to set up a hunt in six minutes and i think some of that is because you have a lot of these little hacks to, yep. to make it quicker it's, and faster. it will it, the name of the game is efficiency really and i used to have I used to have a big, I used to have the little bow, bow holders all the time. Mm -hmm. And, but I'm always down and up. I'd always be forgetting them in the tree or, um, you know, I mean, whether I'm trying to get set up fast and the last thing I want to do is, is be reaching up to screw something in like that sort of movement is just, I mean, anytime you can keep things tight, keep things close to your body. Um, so that, that branching out, reaching up, doing all that, like, yeah, I get up. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm close to that tree. I'm hanging everything super efficiently. You know, I, I get the stand set. I literally take one step into it, hang my, my pack right on the seat. My bow goes right in the stand. Like I'm just, it there's, and then that way when I want to get out too, it's, it's, it's the same thing. It, it's, yeah, it's reverse yeah. steps. I mean, you, you're not having to for, remember that screw and bow holder or whatever, or do this. And, and um, yeah. And, and that's where too, like the camera arm, if you're running the pocket arm, it's awesome because you're setting one thing to a tree and it's then you piece. hang your pack right on that camera arm. Like it's got that nice hook. It actually shores up and makes the camera arm a lot more sturdy too with that weight on there. But, and then it's, it's, it's accessible. It's right, you know, within arm's reach if you're sitting down or standing up. So um, yeah, I mean, it, and, and there, shit, there's been trees that I hunt too in the past. I come into this conclusion where sometimes I can't even get a screw in them. They're so hard. It's like this, you know, locust or something, or I'm like, like sweating my ass off trying to screw something in or reach up or or then i screw it in it's a little too high and i'm like ah, god damn it you know and and reaching for your bow like if you don't have that bow and something gets in on you and you got to reach for that thing good luck it's like it's a pain in the ass. that's that's so true so cody back to the the, the ds5 like when you look at, at maybe the 2020 season or yeah the 2020 season um one do you see yourself bouncing back and forth between the 1.0 and the ds5 and, and what would you say to a guy who's maybe on the fence like hey i, I want to invest in a dequisto series stand i'm debating on the two um talk, talk to me about that uh i for one don't see myself ever going back to the 1.0 really i mean i because it was it was one of those things where bold statement yeah i i just <laughs> I just don't, I don't need or require that much room. And after, and, and then I, and that's when it really dawned on me when I started making lines on that platform and, and really seeing, and I'd take note every day. Um, and you could just see, like, I'll have to, I'll have to get a picture out there, but you can see the wear and tear, if you will, of like my stand. And it's oh, literally sure. like, it's, it, it, it's weird, but I mean, from dirt and mud to scuffs to stuff like that, like the print, like the, the nose of my stand was pretty much like untouched a lot of times. And, and, um, I just, I don't use that much, but for a guy, for a guy debating, um, it's all going to be on your, your, like your particular preference of room and how comfortable you want to be. And like, whether you stand or sit, like, I know me and you have talked, and you're already like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm using the DS5 for the missions, and then the 1.0 is still going to be my – now, like, and that's a very, very good point. 
but I'm not the guy who has different, like I'm hunting the same all year time in the stand. Like if I was going to go up to Canada or something and I knew I was going to be sitting in like one tree for like the entire day and I needed that little more comfort. And it was just like, I couldn't do that anyway. I'd, I'd scratch my eyes out, but then I'd probably go the little more size because you're still ultra lightweight. You still got the, the, the features and all the benefits like of both models. It's just, it, it's, it sucks because it really comes down to personal preference. Yeah. Do the two pounds. Actually, what is it going to be? Actually, it's five. Actually, it's three pounds. Does that make, where are you, you know, it's like a guy buying a, or, you know, you know, building a race car or whatever, buying a, a mountain bike or whatever, or how much is the weight, you know, or, you know what I'm saying? How much mm-hmm. is the weight important to you versus, you know, I guess the other, they both have all the same benefits. It's just one's got more room. Yeah. You know? So yeah. any sort of hybrid hunter, it's not even a debate DS five all the way. Um, I myself, if I look at track history, like I, I generally am a rut killer and, and, and that just comes sitting a long time. And, and, and so I am definitely leaning the 1.0 come November, but like October missions. Yeah. I'm, I'm saying that DS five is going to be the mission type stand for, for a guy like me. Um, and, and don't get me wrong. I, 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 I like you hate changing gear. I hate changing packs, but I do see because the, the, the DS five and the 1.0 are like the same, just a smaller, tighter, lighter version. It, it's, it's, I, I will go ahead and use both. I think in the 2020 season. And that's where, that's where you can have, you know, everything, everything incorporates and works with both stands the same way too. So it's not, a crazy gear change by just swapping that or even, uh, you know, and, and for instance, I thought about this cause late season and then January, like you got a lot more clothes on, you're more bulky. Like it, you know, Bigger at boots. that point in time. Yeah. It's, it's like, it, it's a little bit more beneficial to have a little bit more standing room. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, that would be, you know, I could see if anything, maybe a change there. I probably won't though, because I'm, I'm, I don't think I will, but for somebody looking in, like really looking at his entire season and, and looking at weight and, cause I've also had people, there's so many people out there though, that are freaking just, I mean, they're, they're the real deal and they're diehards and weight does not mean a damn thing to them. Like when, when it comes to splitting hairs like that, yeah, it's like, and I think you've said that to me at one point too, when we were, we were even talking about different models. I think of the first stand, like, Hey, well, we can come in at this weight or we can come in at this way. Like we're just trying to, you know, get some outside. And you're like, dude, if it's, I'm choosing function over a pound any day. Like, you know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's one of those things where like, if you lose something trying to, trying to get weight, well then it's, I think you you start to go the other direction. Right. Um, Right. Because at the end of the day, it's about antlers hitting the ground, you know? Yeah. Yeah. You don't want to just, I mean, it's like these guys out there that are, you know, um, you know, throwing a rope grapple over a branch and, and literally using an ascender to get up there. Yeah. They go into the stand with nothing to climb the tree, but like, dude, like how efficient are you at that? And how quick are you getting in your stand? How stealthy? And are you able to do it twice a day, every day for 90 days? Like, I mean, how, or, and, and it comes down to how much you're hunting too, but I guess it's just, and are you killing anything? Has that been successful for you? I know it's like, it's, it's, it's a cool way to do things, but is it working out? And yeah. if it's not, 
you know, you might want to change. Um, so, well, Cody, I think we went off on a several tangents here a little longer than we kind of anticipated, but I think this was really good. There was a lot of good flow, good hunting talk. Um, do we have anything we want to wrap up here as far as more DS five stuff or just a uh, general public, you know, keeping people in the loop on anything? Um, you know, I don't, I don't know. Um, I think that pretty much touches it. Um, just to, just to kind of circle back on that, you know, I, we do have, um, the DS fives, I believe open for order now. Um, yeah. and they will be shipping in a couple weeks as soon as, I think probably this next coming week, we're going to do a big release of um, a lot of specifics and, and images of that stand too, like the final, the, the different, um, the different coding, the, um, the whole new line essentially. So um, if you have an order in, we appreciate that. Uh, be patient. We're trying to get everything, everything done up right and out to you. And if you haven't got one yet, you might want to snag one because they're, they're going to be hot. They are definitely going to be hot. So um, we're really hoping. And that's why we were, we were definitely urging guys to, there's a lot of people who know they want one for the fall specifically, but we're kind of holding off on, on ordering it right now. And I don't think that'd be a good idea. I just don't know. Um, I don't know how many are going to be available come that time. And um, not trying to push a sale, but just the manufacturing process on these things is just a, it's longer than the old castings we used to do. Like we're not, cr you know, you can't crank out castings like, like you do uh, a water jet and machine stand. So That's it's, you know, it just, it takes a little longer. It's a little bit more of a finesse process, but um, I will say this, man, I, I be prepared to um, have your uh, mind blown when you get it though. I mean, we got some some seamless machining now and it, it they look pretty pretty sweet so yeah yeah um and then i i did see a teaser pick of uh, of the double sticks or the double step sticks that you guys are are in the final stage is still testing from what i understand and but that's something you guys are working for oh yeah we put we put some serious weight on those things uh the other day in the old testing lab um, <laughs> yeah, no, we, yeah, we've been, we've been testing those, um, getting different cut configurations now for, for a long time, actually. Um, and one thing I will say about those is if you are looking like, I mean, it, if you're a guy who likes double steps, um, there is no double step out there that is going, that is as light or packs down as compact as these, um, and, and these are the step for you, like hands down. That's it. There's no question about it. The way they stack together, the, the three quarter inch profile, uh, or actually five A's. Um, and they stack, I mean, they're just, they're insane how they stack. They integrate with the stand. Um, it, it's just, it's going to be a good product for, for you guys. And, and, and for that customer that's been wanting to have those feet, oh, level, if you will, whether they're hanging stands, cameras or whatever. Yep. Yep. It, yeah. It, it's, if you want, if, if you are a double step guy and you like that, um, you, you'll love these. I think one of the biggest things that people, when they look at it, where they're, they're trying to wrap their head around is the connection points to the tree. Now, and what I say about this is, you know, cause even when we started with this and, and I was skeptical at first and I have even been the one to, to try and you know, gravitate back toward a traditional bracket. But um, after extensive testing now, 
these studs i'm calling them so the double stick attaches to the tree like the one piece now this is this is also you have to take in mind this is a a solid um cut out one piece four step design so you want to talk about durability and strength like there is no possible way in the world this stick is going anywhere i mean you know at the at the very worst you know you run over with your truck and you bend it a little bit you could still you could still throw it on a tree and use it like that's what's so awesome about these stands being one even the stand platform you know you could crush that thing in a garbage garbage truck or whatever and and hop up on it and, and use it like a taco so it's just it, it's cool because of that property of the material but so these things have you know no moving parts and now the studs that connect to the tree is actually what it, that's exactly what it is it's a stud right so these studs insert into threaded fittings on the one piece step uh, step or stick and they actually allow it they allow these stacks uh sticks jeez i can't even it's like a tongue twister here with all these s's so <laughs> allows them to stack so flush and so compact um because you don't have the big bulk, bulky v's um and when these things get on a tree too i mean they just they freaking bite like crazy, man. It's just, it, it, it's a cool um, and awesome design. And I think it's going to be one of those things that might be a little hard for people to kind of grasp. But as soon as you get those things and you put them on a tree, you're like, oh man, like these just solid as a rock. Solid. And yeah, yeah. So, so those, I'm looking forward to those too. I do not have, I'm not going to speak on the release of those just yet, because I do know that those are even on the cutting schedule after the 0.5. So I don't want to say give yeah. any dates for that, um, but they will be available soon, and we will have those like for the fall. So, um, and I'm sure orders will or will be opening up orders very very quickly here. Yeah, awesome. Well, uh, eh, eh, to wrap things up here, uh, guys, if you're not a member of the Mobile Hunters United page on Facebook, um, you know we've been putting stuff out there, pretty cool threads. By all means, jump on that forum. Uh, Whitetail Addictions is releasing uh, every Thursday, 8 o'clock Eastern. Uh, so be sure to, to tune into that and watch some of these big bucks from 2019 hit the ground. Um, other than that, Cody, any other final thoughts? No, I think that's it. You covered it pretty well. I mean, if you want to check out any of the products, uh, go over to www.lonewolfcustomgear.com. You can find uh, anything you need to over there. Sign up for the, the email list for special promotions and um, – and follow us on uh, on the social media, Instagram, Facebook. We try and do a good job of, of keeping people updated through that as well. And, and um, yeah, I think that's about it. All right. Be sure to watch Cody's stories for more small crappie. We'll see you. <laughs> Until next time.